With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Do you have any cheese at all? No. <laughs> what a senseless waste of human life. Hello, cheeseheads, and welcome to another episode of the Cheese Room Podcast. This is Franco, your host of the show. Today, we're talking about the 3-1 league victory against Sheffield United. HG isn't here. Don't know what to do. So I've uh, brought in some replacements. Uh, as always, though, from up north, it's the caller. How are you doing, caller? I'm very good, but, but the one question I've got is, HG isn't here. What am I going to argue with? <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll find some things to argue with. Don't worry, mate. We've got Mr. Paul Muir from South London. How you doing, Paul? Evening, guys. Yeah, good. Good thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm up for a little bit of an argument. Yeah, always. Excellent. And a man who is never afraid to uh, let us know his opinions, Mr. Seb Short. How you doing, Seb? I'm all right, but I'm a bit confused because I'm doing dry January, but I'm not. I'm doing 20 days because I'm, I'm not an idiot. Um, <laughs> it was uh, one of those days, so I, I just feel a little bit off kilter without a beer in my hand, but yeah, I'm not doing too bad. I'll have, one, I'll have one for you, Seb. Don't worry. <laughs> At least you're not, you're not drowning your sorrows, Seb. That's the main thing. Indeed, indeed. Right, as always, we start off with the uh, team selection. Seb, what did you think uh, when you saw the lineup today and you saw that it was potentially three at the back? Yeah, it didn't, didn't surprise me. Um, and I quite liked it. I was more surprised by the personnel than the formation. I like the look of the formation. Um mm-hmm. I maybe would have chosen some some different players to play there. Um, Toby on the bench is is a concern. Um, I, I kind of I feel like we need to know why he he's not getting in the team. Um, but um, formation wise, I was quite pleased with 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 what I saw. Mm. Caller, were you surprised as well? Were you maybe expecting Doherty as, as a marauding wing back, which is what we bought him for? <laughs> I, I was very surprised that Doherty didn't even make the bench when we got two centre backs on the bench. Uh, like Seb, I was really uh, shocked that Alderweireld not in the team again. And, you know, when you look at we're playing Davis and Roden at centre back ahead mm. of probably the best centre back Spurs have had in the last five, five, six years, I suppose for me, because I did rate him better than Jan, despite what I previously said. Um, 
it, <laughs> I knew you'd love that. Um, it's um, it's a shocker that he's 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 not in the reckoning, and I don't understand it um, at all, really. Um, but the, my other comment would be, I don't like us with a five at the bat generally, but it worked mm. okay today. Yeah, well, it's only the second time we've tried it in the league. I know we played it in Europa a bit, and those Europa games are fairly uninspiring anyway. But it was all right. Um, uh, Paul, were you happy to see Dombele in a slightly different position? Um, HG's been arguing for a few weeks that he thinks that Dombele should be playing further back. What did you think when you saw him there today alongside Hoybeer? I thought he was a bit wasted. Uh, not as in a good wasted, but I thought he's. I think he's just too deep. I think uh, he gives himself a bit too much to do. I know he's like a fantastic player and will come mm. on to his goal, but I like to see him just uh, a bit more, uh, a bit more advanced. Really, um, I think yeah, they're, they're, we could we could do the passer in there next to Hoiberg, but I don't, I don't see it as Dumbelle. I think he should be a bit more advanced. But um, he, he did right today. He did right. And so, what did you think of the, the first half performance? It's good that we got a relatively early goal and then got a second to sort of steady the nerves. Yeah, and after we we scored the first, I mean, almost, it's kind of like the worst thing that can happen sometimes. You think to yourself, right, we've, we've got the goal that Jose craves and now now what's going to happen? But actually, um, I thought first half we did go looking for that second goal. What I would say is Sheffield United, are a, they are a poor team. A really, really poor team. They don't have. They didn't have a midfield. They didn't have anyone wanting to get on the ball. Um, I think they had Norwood was like their creative outlet. He was. He was terrible. I mean, really, really poor. Um, so look, we we weren't up against any great shakes. I thought today. And I mean, I get your point. We didn't. We didn't sit back. We did go for it, but we only had two shots. I think for the entirety of the rest of the half until we scored the second goal. It was one of those games where I thought the stats belied the what was actually happening in the game. There was, for mm. instance, uh, it came up on Sky. It showed the shot stats. And I think at one point, Sheffield United had six and we had five. Um, but that, that wasn't what was going on in the game. Sheffield United was shooting from 25, 30 yards out. Yeah. And there was a, occasions that literally as that stat came up, um, Son whipped in a wicked ball to the far post to, to, to Kane. And the mm. defender got that and cleared it out for a corner. Could have gone anywhere. And that, to me, is a chance, but that will never show as a as a shot or an attack or or, or, or anything like that. So mm. we 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 were dominating the football. Cooler, what did you think of the first half? Well, Seb, that's why stats are misleading, and XG is bollocks. Um, <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Here we go, here we go. What, Come on. What did, what did you say in the last pod about Man United's XG stats show this or something? I said um, that they belie their, their XG because they shouldn't be top of the league because they're shit. Um, right, so there, so there you are using XG, yeah. To demonstrate that it's bollocks in a in kind of a roundabout <laughs> way, yes. Um, first half, I thought, was a professional performance. You know, obviously, we got the goal. I think we played really well. The, the, it's always a nervy situation, is it? We needed that second second goal and, obviously, in the end, the third, the third goal because we conceded one. But I thought the first half performance was pretty good. I, you're not going to get too many grumbles from me. Did we really concede any chances at all of any note? And you can only play what's put in front of you before you tell me how bad uh, Sheffield United are. So actually, no, I've got no real, no real concerns. We we played very well first half. Paul, do you think the same? Were you happy going in at two 0 uh, I was happy going in two 0 I'd obviously like to be more. They are. I'll I'll kind of echo what Seb said. They are awful. They all go down. They're they're a shadow of what they were last season. Mm. Um, I felt 
we did take the foot off the pedal. Or the, I mean, the game was there for me to be taken. And it just got really, really bitty. It got yeah. stop-start. There was no kind of um, – there was no flow to the game. Ref was pulling up a lot of, like, silly little nigg- niggly things. And we just it, it, we just didn't carry on with the momentum that we created after the first goal. And that that's just – I mean, I, I don't like using the word. It sounds a bit like something from the athletic, but game management – I think sometimes we still kind of, you know, when we're on top, we really should be pushing for like a second or a third, especially against like such poor oppositions we like did today. But of course, I can't can't be unhappy going at 2-0, but, you know, I I can't help but thinking what what might have been. We could have been like three or four if we'd really gone for it, like foot on the throat and try and choke them out and then it would have been done. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, cool. Looking at the XG stats because you love them so much. Sheffield United was <laughs> 0.98 and ours was only 1.28. And if you look at the goals we scored, we'll, we'll talk about the first one. It shows it's bollocks. No, it doesn't because you look at the chances. Look at the goals that we scored. Okay, so the first one was from a corner. Mm. It's a good header. Didn't half time. The Sky pundits basically said that they thought it was all bad defending for the first goal. What mm. did you think? Uh, yeah, it was bad defending. Yeah, there's absolutely no way Oreo should be getting near that. Um, mm-hmm. It's pretty much a free header. Um, what's the XG for it? Just have interest, Mister XG. Zero point three three. Surprised it's not higher than that, to be honest. But okay, yep. Right. Um, and then the second goal, which I mean, I was really impressed with that. Seb, did you? I thought again the halftime analysis was a bit harsh. They they focused on Sheffield United being a bit wasteful with possession, but Sun tears back to try and close down, and then Hoybier joins in. We win the ball. Ball gets to Kane. Great shot on goal, but that's a that's a 0.08. But were you impressed with the fact that, like I said, we just closed down in order to win the ball back in that situation and then capitalised? Yeah, I, I was. Uh, I thought everyone in those attacking positions did their job in in chasing back pretty much throughout the game. Bergvine was fantastic at it. Son does his bit. Um, and but what I would say, I mean, for once, Roy Keane on the on the punditry was was complimentary about Kane and said that's like a tap in for him. But actually, if you freezed it where he shot. He basically manoeuvred the ball past three players and mm. shot in the gap with another three players uh, between him and the goal. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's an absolutely fantastic shot. We must remember he is world class. He is the best striker in the league, and uh, and that 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 goal we take that now as that's what he does. There aren't many players who could have done that today. Well, it's true because I was there going, well, he didn't put it in the bottom corner. That's what I normally expect from Kane. <laughs> it's just like- when he's shaped to shoot, did you have any doubt that wasn't going? That Unless the keeper's making a great save, that's going in all day long. You've seen Kane do that so many times before. Um, absolute great striker of the ball. But yeah. how the hell is that 0.08 on XG? Surely, to God, that's got to be higher than that. It's a clean strike on goal. Yeah, but it's not. He had, like Seb said, he had three players in front of him. It's on the edge of the D. It's like, what's so that's like 25 yards out nearly. No, man, your XG is bollocks. That's not 0.08. Fair enough, 0.25 or something. You think when people shoot from there, they score one in four of them. Is that what you're Kane. saying? Harry yeah. Kane does, yeah. <laughs> they, they don't yeah. decide oh. which player it is. Okay. Basically, it was, a, it, was a, it was a lovely finish. I mean, they're, they're, they're centre mid miscontrolled it Hoiberg jumps in or Sonny jumps in gets the ball and he turns and yeah two touches in the back of the net their goalie is is Toffee let's be honest it's rubbish <laughs> um, if, if he's a goalkeeper then then HG can be a, a premiership backup keeper if, if that's the quality that uh, that goalkeeping is uh, but it, it was a good it was a good strike um, 
yeah, it was nice to win the ball in that kind of like, you know, that kind of final third like we're used to <laughs> back in the day. It, it was a good goal. The, the first goal was, yeah, I just want to say the defending was awful. Did Aurier jump or did he just did he just hit him in the head and just, and just go? <laughs> he mean, jumped, the defender didn't bother. And he just bother. leaned into him and stuff. Nice yeah. nice pinpoint ball in though from Sonny. I mean, I'm, I've been, I must admit, I've been quite impressed with Sonny's, with Sonny's corners. They seem to um, get in there. I mean, you're not war prowess or anything like that, but they are they're of, a, of a decent quality, which gives us a good chance to uh, get, a, uh, get a header on goal. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, and we'll talk about our third goal before we talk about the Sheffield United one. I mean, Calder, can you not see why that was such a, <laughs> a low XG? I'm the only person in the entirety of the internet who thinks that that might have been a bit fluky. It's because you're an idiot. Was it, was it 0.01 or something probably on XG? It was 0.08. What? Was that, was that not the same probability as Kane's? Yeah. Right, you've just undone your argument for XG. Completely. You should have lied. That's a fair point, actually, Franco. If those two I didn't make up the fucking XG. No, yeah. but some fucking idiot is. They're there in their office going, oh, yeah, that's uh, that's statistically, <laughs> that's uh, 0.08 HG. Get off the pod. You're supposed to be at home watching the NFL. Um, look, if that is 0.08 and Kane's is 0.08, you've just undermined everything. So I'm not having any more from you about XG. That's just bollocks. You've just agreed with me. Thanks very much. I'll take it. But... My question is, how on earth do you possibly think he didn't mean it? What's your rationale? He's aiming at the goal. You can see him look up. I don't think you do see him look up. I don't think he looks towards the goal at any point. He doesn't look towards the goal. Absolutely. He's striking that towards the goal. It's a goal. <laughs> he meant it. 100% he meant it. How dare you question the end M- baller? You're just going to ignore the lie that you just told that he looks at the goal because he didn't. Um <laughs> <laughs> and then he's just, and then he's like lofted it, hasn't it? To me, because I'm a very similar player to Don Bele in my day. <laughs> I think, what, what would I have done there? And I would have just tried to put it back into the danger area. And that's what he does. And it goes in the bottom corner. Bollock. There's no one else in the middle. There's no one else in the box. There is. Reggie's making a run. And also, because we were playing so, we were playing right on the edge of their box. He's like, he's thinking, well, the ball's gone there. People should be making runs in. If I loft it high enough, maybe like somebody will, Kane will dive in there. Let me just clarify this. In this, in this. in this little skit, you've managed to make yourself sound stupid that you know nothing about football whatsoever. <laughs> Yeah, and completely, exaggeration. and completely undermine the XG stat. Well done. Let's leave the XG for a minute and just go back to the beautiful scoop pass and the run into space um, and the finish. You look at the angle of his foot, it's like, if you imagine your foot's pointing strap, it's 12 o'clock. Yeah. yeah. His foot's pointing at two o'clock. I mean, that's external rotation of the ankle. Sorry, it's be a bit scientific here. He knew what he was doing. He also knew that he was the most advanced player in the box from the scoop pass from Bergwijn. Franco, he meant that. He meant it. He did. That is how you argue, caller, by the way. He sets out his <laughs> argument. He details it and he uh, he sets it out for you. He's proven, he's proven the point. Yeah. And that's how you do it. I don't even want to argue with that. I'm like, oh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> you know, you know what? Bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. You're wrong. Deal with it. Uh, to be fair, I'm much happier that he did meet it because I mean, at the end of the day, Don Bele is coming good, and it's things like that, brilliant bits of skill, which are going to make people realise that he is a player, and I'm um, hopefully giving him some confidence to keep playing on. So I'm, like, I'm more than happy that he meant it. I've not seen him say afterwards. 
couple of tweaking that he meant it as well. Yeah, but that was Daniel Levy trying to bump his up his going. So he was worth <laughs> 60, 60 million pounds. He's better than Fernandez. <laughs> he probably is more skillful than Fernandez, but whether he's better, that's another question. Yeah, that's the first okay. night. That's the first ninety minutes he's lasted for a long time as well. In the league. I think it might be the first one in the league. No, three times he's done it this season, according to Jose, in his post match. Yeah, but he was still going at the end. That's the thing. Like normally, he does drop off after about sixty-five minutes, but he was still kind of about it, wasn't he? It was good. I thought he did all right today. Thought, you know, he, he, I like obviously as I said, I liked him more for advanced, but he's he's must he's the sharpness of his passing, and I think I said it earlier on in um, in the week on social media. It's like. You know, if you make a run and he's on the ball, that he'll get the ball to you. Uh, mm. with, some, with somebody else, I mean, it's a bit early for Lacelso, but certainly with Winks and Sosoko, they're not going to play those passes. You're not going to make those runs because you know they're not good enough on the ball. But if you if you've got space and you and you see that Tonko's got the ball, you're going to go, and he's going to he's going to deliver it. He's going to deliver it. He's he, he's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. I, I love the guy. I love the guy. It's like the ball is stuck to his foot at times, and he just doesn't lose it. He's got. Dare I say it, <clears throat> Moussa Dembele-esque, you know, if he's surrounded by three players, he'll get out of it. He'll do have a low centre of gravity. He won't he won't he won't shield the ball like Dem Moussa Dembele used to, but Tange, what he'll do, he'll be low to the ground and he'll create half a yard so he can move it. He'll sway mm. one way and the ball he's like Eze at, uh, at Palace as well. He doesn't look at the ball when he's at his feet. He knows exactly where the ball is, it's proprioception, he knows exactly where it is. And I, 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 I'm just so happy. It, I mean, I, I really doubted him. Watching him when he first came, sitting there in the ground, thinking this guy just doesn't fancy the league. He just doesn't fancy it. He's, he's, this is this is a dud. This is 60 million euros where we pay for him pounds. He's like this guy, and look at him now. He's 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 showing like what he could do. I don't yeah. think anyone ever doubted his ability. It was just his application, wasn't it? And, and yeah, to be fair, absolutely. that's what Jose got right. Yeah. So the question is, the question is, is he right about Delhi as well? Well, we'll talk about that later. So, what did you think of him in a slightly deeper position today? Uh, well, I disagree with what Paul said earlier. I really liked it. Liked him there. Um, mm. I think he's better suited there. Um, I think he's got he's got the all round midfield game. You know, if we could have Hoybier as the kind of destroyer and breaker up a play, uh, and Dombele slightly in front of him doing what he did today, and then maybe Lo Celso. You know, we, we've talked about that as the as the dream midfield, and I think we've seen it. Have we seen it once this season? Yeah, that didn't really work. But you know, time together, those are three very skillful players. Um, mm. I just, um, it was kind of ironic, really, that playing three at the back or, or five at the back, it, however you want to call it, actually um, enabled us to get Ndombele into the position where he could set attacks off. Um, and and we looked more forward thinking, even though we're playing an extra defender. Um, I, no, I, I would have him in the traditional eight rather than the traditional 10. I think it's difficult when you're playing a team like Sheffield United, who are absolute dross. Let's not forget they had five points, one win, which was last week. They've scored 10 goals all season. They're not a good team. And even though they played three in midfield, it seemed like we were matching them most of the time. So, yeah, it's difficult to say whether it's going to work all the time. And, there is an argument that he could play in that position next to Hoybier and then have maybe one of the extra attacking players because we seem to have lots of forwards that aren't getting used and sat on the bench that could have played instead. So, yeah, it's um, I think today creates more questions than answers, to be honest. Let's just quickly talk about their goal because it was a bit of a frustration. Called a, another cross, another header. And Ben Davies, as much as HG has, has kind of banged on for ages that he can play that left-sided centre-back position, which he can. He's a capable defender. He's not great in the air, is he? 
Ben Davis um, isn't the best in the air, no, I agree. But I would hold Dyer equally at fault with that goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's not just about Ben Davis. In fact, I'm less worried about Ben Davis, given that he's normally at left back and fairly solid. I'm more worried that Jose seems to have put all these chips on Dyer as our core centre back when he's got the best centre back at the club on the bench. And I don't understand it. Um, if you watch that goal back, you'll see Dyer's trying to usher everyone out to, to the point where he's completely lost all his positional sense. <laughs> he does that, yeah. Um, and and that's part of what causes the goal. So I suppose it's part of a bigger bigger debate. We, we're shit at set pieces and balls coming in from that side, but the one person that's going to play week in, week out ain't that strong at dealing with them. No, it's an odd one. Do you think Toby, there's an argument that he's being rested as like a mid-season rest now he's getting on a bit? Can't see it. No? He's he's still a fit guy. He, he didn't play. Did he play last time out? He didn't play last time out, did he? No, he's two games. He's not two games now, he's not played. You know, what? What? surely we've got eight days off. So why, why on earth would we be rested? I, I don't really understand that. That's, mm. I think, I think uh, look, it's only, only a guess. Uh, it might have something to do with COVID. The fact that he played 45 minutes against Marine, there's no need for him to come off in that game. And he, he, he literally must have been huffing at, at half-time and, and come off there. It just doesn't make any sense. It's the only thing we can think that he's just not 100% fit. But he did this at the start of the season. Yeah, Toby missed loads of, loads of football at the start of the season, didn't play him. Mm. So I'm, 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 I'm not buying what you're selling, Seb. Only a guess, mate. <laughs> Self-employed or not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not buying what you're selling. Paul, what did you think about the goal? Any blame in like allowing the ball to come in? Uh, so it comes from a throw-in, doesn't it? A throw-in, excuse me. And we just seemed a bit overloaded because it's did. not like I mean, Bergwijn right. was there, um, yeah. Oreo was there, and they were both marking someone, but there was just a spare man. Just, just I think it is it. I know we just like praised him up. Was it and Dombley didn't get out to the crosser, or was it? Um, well, this might, is the thing with Ondombele playing in that defensive position. You might yeah. get a bit more attacking stuff, but the defence is not there. He's passed his man on. He's come. He's pull it back, and he's not really gone out to challenge really the cross. Um, Dyer again gets caught underneath the ball. Um, mm. How many times now? Two, three? Was it Liverpool? He got caught. No, he got he got barged off the ball, didn't he? At Liverpool, it's been, he, he gets caught under the ball quite a bit. Um, and obviously Davis, you know, thinks he's going to get it, so he doesn't come around on the cover. Good finish, to be honest. Good, good header, McGoldrick. You know, he's, he's still a donkey, whatever you think about him. <laughs> but I, I would have liked to have seen this like do more to press after the throw in and try and get out and, and, and stop the cross coming in. Um, mm. To be honest, um, but as you say, that's what you get with if Ndombele is like part of a kind of like you know a, a two in front of in front of the in front of the centre backs. The one thing I would say is the quality of the ball in was excellent. Yeah, it was. Well, is it though? I mean, it's come from, what, 25, 30 yards out on an angle. The, everybody, it's all in front of the defender. It's, it, it, it's, you know, Hugo can come out and probably come out and, and get that if we're being hypercritical. You know, is, mm. is, 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 is that, I mean, I don't want to go on a bit XG because I find it quite mm. quite boring. But I, I just think, is that, is that, a, is that a good ball in? Is that just like, Dyer should be like, he should be, he should be, un, he should be heading out. It was a decent whips cross, but you're right. Dyer does always seem to be like maybe a metre too far forward. And like, you see just so many goals now. It's him jumping and the ball just going yep. over his head. Yep. So I, I, I looked at this a little bit. Um, I don't think Dyer gets, well, he, does, he does get caught under the ball. But on a number of goals this season, 
I don't think Dyer can jump very well. <laughs> I don't think it's wrong. I don't yeah. think he can jump very well. He Whether he mistimes it, he's left quite flat-footed on occasions. I'm not even sure he jumped for that ball. He was caught underneath it. But my my point would be there, there was actually a few things that happened with that goal. I, I think it was Aurier who, who switched off to allow that cross. Endem, but they almost looked at each other, Aurier and Endembele, uh, to allow that ball to come in. Uh, and then Davis is is caught waiting, I think, for Dyer to do something in the air. Um, yeah. Actually, for five, six minutes before that, we dropped right off again. It was uh, the, the malaise had kind of set in. Uh, and what's frustrating more than anything is literally as soon as they scored from the kickoff, we upped it again. So yeah. uh, just re- really frustrating why someone on the pitch doesn't grab the scruff of the net, the scruff of the game, if you like, before the goal goes in and say, we're sitting back here, boys. We you know, Let's go. Let's go again. Let's go again. Because as soon as the goal went in from the kickoff, we, we almost scored. I think that Sheffield United put it out for, for a corner. And it was only a couple of minutes later that obviously Endembele scored. So why someone can't grab it before that happens, I don't know. Yeah, but long story short, it's Dyer's fault. He's shit. Need to play Toby Alderweireld at centre back instead, and then we're happy. I think Dyer's got a lack of these explosive muscles, isn't that right, Paul? It is. Yeah, he's, he's fast twitch two A, two B, and two X fibers aren't what they should be. And here, end, and here end if Paul's TED talk on explosive. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to get himself on a jump program. Do some of those leg raises, whatever they're called, calf raises. Listen to you, jump program. <laughs> Right, moving on to um, our young centre-back, Mr. Roden. I've uh, taken some cheesehead comments, which I'll read out. Jack Harris says, Being Welsh myself, Rodon really excites me. Other than Ashley Williams, we haven't had a really calm, confident player at the back, but he looks like he could become a future captain of Wales and should feature massively in the Euros this summer and the World Cup qualifiers. Did you try and do that in a Welsh accent and then stop about two words in? I was, was going to say well, that as well. Being Welsh myself, Rodon really excites me. Whose coat is that jacket? Whose shoes are those boots? <laughs> <laughs> what do I do for the qualifiers? Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Some more scouse than Welsh. Jeez. No, carry on as Franco, for God's sake. Ian Sinfield says, uh, Roden looked what he is, a good young player, comfortable at that level. And Glenn McLennan says he still has lessons to learn, but that will come with experience. He has all the attributes to become a top quality centre-back. Seb, what do you think of uh, Roden today? Yeah, I, I agree with with most of them comments in that I think he's a good young centre-back. You know, he's extremely tall, extremely fit and, and mobile, and he obviously likes defending. He doesn't mind putting his body on the line, which is great. Uh, he, he's got a lot to learn. Um, mm. I, look, I th- I, which kind of, without wishing to harp on, I think he'd probably be best served next to someone like Toby Alderweireld. Um, <laughs> to, to, ding, to, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> but you know he 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 did he, he did do well today and you know it, he's done well when he's come in we had a nil nil draw against Chelsea the goal today wasn't anything to do with him at all so you, know, you can't really fault him I was quite impressed there was one moment I think where McGoldrick potentially went went through and he he must have done Davies or someone like that for pace and Rodon yeah, just, for him. yeah yeah cut across yeah he's got pace. pace he's got some really good acceleration it was dire it was dire he did for place and mm. no shock there and um he he was rapid I loved it absolutely loved it and I just thought to myself just play him at Alderweireld he could learn so much from Alderweireld sack Dyer off he could, he could go back to being on um HG's wall as his little pinup boy and um, 
jobs are good and we're sorted in the at centre back. I do, I do think that'll be the end of Sanchez now, um, or it'll be the beginning of the end for Sanchez. Um, if Rodon can put that kind of come in and put that kind of performance in, it's not looking good for for Sanchez at Spurs, I believe. No, I think you're right. His his days are potentially numbered. I mean, he's still the paciest defender we've got, but yeah. that's probably not going to be enough. Do you think uh, he's faster play. than Rodon though? Yes, yes, he is. Yes, he is. Do you reckon? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's quick. He's as quick as most strikers. That's the one thing he's got. But um, Man City are winning three 0 so they've jumped ahead of us. But we were sort of mm-hmm. back in the run. It's, it's so tight at the top, and you just start to rue these results like the fucking Fulham game in midweek now, don't you? It's like we're four points off Man United on top. Man City, if, if they win their game in hand, are going to be top on thirty eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leicester on. 30. Which again, if that Fulham game, we, we could have been level with them. Liverpool on 34, us on 33, Everton 32, and then some bunch of racists on the 29. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I'd say, Franco, is the bunch of racists are probably ruined a result. Man United are probably ruined a result. Man City are probably ruined a result. You know, it's that kind of season. Yeah, it's that kind yeah. of season. It's, yeah. Well, but those teams haven't dropped the points we've dropped in the last 10 minutes. I get fed up with this. It is the way, yeah. Why, why, uh, call up, why are we dropping these points? Um, <laughs> I, agree, I agree with you. I agree with you. I agree with you. I start a rant. It's like, <laughs> I, want to, I want to know why we are just like not kind of like seeing these things out. But if we hadn't dropped, I mean, you can say that it's a weird old season, but we'd be topped by four or five points if we hadn't dropped, haven't dropped the points that we've dropped. But, in the last, but, in the last that, yeah. Minutes. But come on, City have had some stinkers and Liverpool have had some absolute stinkers as well. well they, have, they haven't kicked, they haven't kept doing the same mistakes that we yeah, have. Yeah. The I, I, hear that. I hear that. It's subconscious mentality. That's what I believe. And I started to write about it in a few of my match reviews. And actually, when it happened the third and fourth time, I, I couldn't write about it anymore. But essentially, <laughs> what I think it has happened is that the results against Chelsea, Arsenal, uh, Man City, where we dug in against very good teams, you mm-hmm. know, not not apart from Arsenal, I was going to say not mid table, but uh, <laughs> good, you know, good teams, and and we did very well. And then everyone's talking about, you know, we're top of the league, and everyone's talking about how this is a, a different way of playing football, but how effective it is, and Kane and Son and all this. So you're playing these games, and you go one nil up against Wolves or Fulham or Palace or whatever, and you kind of think to yourself as a as a collective, well. We did it against Man City. You know, we dug in against them and we made it look quite easy, actually. You know, they completely ran out of steam and ideas. So we can do it against Wolves for, uh, well, as it turned out, most of the game, or we can do it against Crystal Palace for for an hour or whatever. But actually, you keep rolling that dice, eventually it's going to catch up with you. Um, And the, the, the point is, as well, as we saw today, we're much better going forward than we are sitting back. So there needs to be a mentality shift. And I would hope that the evidence is there again today, like I said earlier, that you can see that goal by dropping off just for for 10 minutes. It's not even a lack of concentration. It's a a change in mentality. And actually, as soon as you change that mentality back again from the kickoff, you go forward and score. So I don't believe it's Jose. I do get annoyed with people who are saying this is Jose's defensive football. I don't think it is because the mentality switch is instant. Mm. I think I, I think that, that, uh, yeah similar similar to what I think I think it's confidence the, the confidence thing is, is massive no. absolutely massive no 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 it happens once it happens twice yeah <clears throat> and then all of a sudden it becomes oh shit it's gonna happen again guys it's gonna happen again and it's so almost like fear. that confidence and fear and not playing with freedom yeah no it is it is fear I think it's the opposite 
I think it's the it's the we've done it before, dug in, got the result. Now we can do it again. I think I think it's the the complete opposite of that. I think they <laughs> think they can do it, and hopefully now they realise they can't. We need to go forward. Hmm. Well, yeah. I, hopefully now we've won a game. And we'll get that confidence, you know. One, our form's turning, if you like, um, and we will start picking up some more results now because we bloody well need to. We haven't lost in seven games, and we've only lost four games all season. You know, the, mm-hmm. the, the thing is, though, Seb. The thing is, we're better against the good teams. Mm. We are better I against the good teams. Hundred percent. Sure that, that's true. I think we're the same against everybody, and I yeah. think the problem is, is that we've just. Con- I mean, if you look at the goals that we've conceded, so many of them Shit are goals. from crosses and headers, yeah. or like they're they're goals that are really well taken. It's not like many teams outperform us in terms of chances against us and things like that. It's just so Joe says probably looking at it, going, "I don't have a problem with the way we play. If if it weren't for that like lucky goal, we would have won. If it weren't for this, if it weren't for that, individual errors." I'm sure he's fairly happy with the with the system, and I don't imagine it's going to change too much. I think where we are in the league in, at the time of the season, um, four points off the top. If you just said at the start of the season we're going to be four points off the top of the league, uh, January the fourteenth or whatever it is fifteenth, um, you'd be quite happy with that, wouldn't you? Yeah, but that's yeah. Te- that's tempered that's tempered with what could have been. Of course, we it is. Uh, yeah, oh, I remember. I remember the yeah, the season we finished second. There was lots of could have beens. The season we finished third with Leicester winning the title. There was lots of could have beens. There is always lots of could have beens. Unless you've got a team that's blowing teams away, there's always lots of could have beens. All right, so t- let's take that point. If there's if there's t- if there's things like that, and you've still got a core of players in Larice Kane, uh, Dyer, um, who else was there at the time? Toby. Um, Toby Winks, these kind of if they've been there and they've seen it and 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 we're still doing the same mistakes time and time again, then there is a there is an issue. Yes or no? Mm. I don't think we're doing the same mistakes. I think it's a completely different scenario. Different For instance, I will never say that it was there was any could have been in the year that we came second to Chelsea. Chelsea were miles miles in front, and we gave them a right good run. We didn't lose for God knows how long. I don't think we were ever going to win that title. Chelsea were, were so far in front. The year before, there, there was some missed opportunities. I'll always say the game against Arsenal, uh, 2-2. Could be. Scored. That, that, we were top of the league for about 10 minutes. And if we'd have won that game, I really feel like we would have gone on. Uh, that was the turning point for me. But th- this isn't, uh, this isn't um, the same scenario. This is, as we've said, a, a mentality change. And I, and I think they'll I think they'll get there. You know, the seasons throw up these odd um, patterns and things like that. And I hope we've seen the end of it. The only time we've been pl- outplayed, I feel, this season was against Leicester. They came with a game plan. It worked. We didn't turn up. That's because Brendan Rodgers is such a shit manager, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but apart from that, I, I I I feel we've given we'd either be, either be the better team or we've mm. given most teams a game. Yeah, sometimes it, the style of football's not been great, but no one's played us off the park. And as you've said, that's what Jose will look at. Why change something that isn't broken? Yeah, no, I think he'd be really fairly happy with the tactics. Not, you know, even if we're not, and it's a bit boring at times, I still think he's happy with the way it's going. And look, we're in four competitions, we're in a cup final. I think he's looking at it thinking everything's not too bad. Just need these players to stop letting me down. Right, we've got eight days now. What is everybody going to do? Caller, what are you doing for the next eight days with no football in lockdown? Well, weirdly, I'm on holiday. So, <laughs> it's my birthday on Wednesday. Um, don't buy me. Look, don't spend too much on me. It's only my 39th, <laughs> and I know you can't afford it. So don't. 
take that credit card out. All right. Um, so I'm doing very little um, apart from a lot of DIY and jobs around the house. Um, yeah, it's a bit sad, isn't it? Because I was I was watching Sky earlier. There's loads of football on, isn't there, over next week? Just not Spurs. Yeah, Just not exactly. Spurs. So I guess I'll watch a bit of that. Um, I'll play lots of music loud in the man cave whilst doing DIY projects. That's not a right. euphemism for wanking. Is that, is, I was um, say, is that a metaphor? That a metaphor um, no, it's absolutely not. I could tell your mind was was transmitted to me across the airwaves, Paul. Um, so yeah, lots, lots of stuff to do around the house. And on a Wednesday, I'll um, hopefully be eating cake. Oh, and I'm running lots. Of, I'm doing lots of Peloton activities to keep my mind busy. Good lad, good lad. All right. Well, we've got a few minutes left. Let me just do a quick hypothetical. Call a very quick hypothetical based upon the fact that Delhi could not even make the bench again today and it, there's plenty of rumours flying about that he's going to be going away. And if we could loan out Delhi and loan in Ericsson for the rest of the season, would you do it? Yes. Um, he was asking me, but yes, the answer is yes. Um, because my rationale is, why have we got a player at the club who's not going to play, he's not going to be played? If Ericsson comes on loan, then presumably we're going to use him and it's better to have someone at the club you're going to use than someone who's just going to sit in the reserves or not even make the bench. What, like Bale? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I love Bale. I wish he was used. I think today he should have played or should have certainly come on. But, mm. you know, and, and again, I'd have had Delhi on the bench. But ultimately, if Jose's got players, for whatever reason he doesn't like or he's fallen out with or he doesn't train hard enough or whatever the reason is, he doesn't fit the system then they need to move out for players that do. And if we're signing Ericsson in your hypothetical world, then clearly he's got a use. Fair enough. Seb, you're a yes as well? Oh, 100%. Exactly what Cooler said. If, you, if you've got a player on your books that you're not going to use, move him out and get one in that you are going to use if, you, if you're going to use him. Uh, you know, I, Jose's post-match comments were, were really telling. I'm, I'm sure you've seen them about yeah. players playing in certain positions and that if you're... Uh, a top-level footballer, you play wherever you're told to play and you do the job that you're asked to do. And I, I think that's absolutely spot on. Um, and I think it I think it was a little bit of a dig at Delhi, um, who has been asked to do certain things and and, and hasn't done them. Um, so, yeah, if it, look, Delhi doesn't want to be there. He put an Instagram picture up looking bored, I think, on the team coach after the last yeah. game. Get, get him gone. It's best for everyone. Um, and if, like I say, if you're going to use Ericsson, then yeah, it's a no-brainer. Paul? Uh, yes, with caveats. Um, I think Delhi's become a bit of a sideshow, a uh, uh, distraction the club don't need. Yeah, um, I, I, I do every week. <laughs> well, and, you know, it's like Willie won't you kind of thing. Um, yeah. If Ericsson um, comes back, the Ericsson that we had 18 months, two years ago, yeah, we, we do need that creativity. Um that's without a doubt. It's just, it's just such a shame because you know I feel yeah you know, Delhi just reminds me of like pure joy, like watching the game when we were just like rolling teams and he was a breath of fresh air and his little flicks and tricks and leaving an elbow on someone or a late tackle, a spiteful little git that he was. It, it was good times watching him. It just seems a bit a bit sad and sour. And Jose needs a, he needs someone at the front of the bus, and he did it with Luke Shaw yeah. at United. He he, he needs someone. So um, 
yeah, I, I, in your hypothetical kind of question, uh, yes, I would swap both of those players definitely. I think it's I think it's an argument that Spurs fans are fairly split on, mostly because, like you said, Eriksson wasn't good for the last eighteen months. We don't really have um, particularly fond memories. He's had a terrible time at Inter. But mm. one thing I'd say is that he is that player that always wanted the ball, almost like a you Worked. know dictating the play and he put in a defensive shift so he you know he's, he's a he's a versatile important player and I think that would allow Don Bele to maybe flourish a bit more my worry with Ericsson as I said this before in the pod is the the Gareth Bale syndrome where yeah. he comes yeah. he's not fit he takes six weeks then there's an international break uh, yeah yeah and we just never we just never see you know there's no benefit to him or, or us but obviously as being alluded to even when he was poor towards the end of his uh, time at Tottenham, he was still the most creative player on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, still his stats were still up there, just not as much as the world-class player we had in the years preceding. So, you know, but the, the question was, would you swap him for Deli Alley? And the, that, that breaks down to, would you swap him for a player that doesn't get in the, in the 18? Yeah, or 20 or whatever it is now. Yeah. There is, there is another situation that I'm not sure if you've seen. So Ericsson played in the kind of Perlo role in his last game for Inter in midweek. And Conte's come out and said there could be a role for him there behind Brozovic. So mm-hmm. Inter rather being in front of Brozovic, be behind him almost in the like the traditional four role. Yeah. Um, so he, he might well be staying. Right. Well, that doesn't fit into my fucking hypothetical, does it, sir? <laughs> I, knew, I, knew, I was thinking that, yeah. <laughs> Right, just um, let me say thanks to our patrons uh, since we did a midweek show. I think Stuart, Stuart McClaney has joined us as well. We're at 34 now, which is not too bad. We only ever really wanted to get to 50. So come on, make our dreams become reality, those that are wavering and, and, and want to support us. £3 a month, same as half a pint at the stadium, and uh, you get all of our wonderful content and get to join in our match chat. Which is really good, by the way. The Patreon chat, guys, if you're listening and you want to join, is actually... Really, really good. It's yeah. Uh, all our patrons so far are decent. No, there's no idiots in there. So uh, <laughs> I not say. it's good. Yes, we've only callers the only idiot in there. It's really fine. Brilliant. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I won't have you excluding HG like that. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. You and HG. Right. Um, so yeah, sign up to the Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Choosing Podcast. Don't forget to sign up to our YouTube because Caller's going to, when he actually figures out and stops being such a technophobe, he's going to figure out how to put videos back on YouTube rather than Facebook, isn't it, Caller? I think you're being a little bit harsh. That's a YouTube bollocks up, actually, from, from the weekend. But yeah. Gremlins in the machine, isn't it? Thanks for the. Um, thanks for, I sent you the screenshot, you tosser. Thanks for calling me out on it. Um, you, you know, absolutely. Yes, we are. There you go. There's your answer. It's not me. It's, it, it, it's it's not me. It's the multi-billion, trillion, gazillion-pound company. You can't rage against software. the machine. Like my dad, when he can't figure out how to answer phone calls on WhatsApp, he's like, I'm pressing the green button. I pressed it, and it didn't bloody answer. Fuck's sake, you, for fuck's sake. I'm the least technophobe person you'll ever meet, but yeah. Okay, if, you, if that suits your narrative, crack on. 15 iPads does not make you IT literate, I'm sorry. Or a, te- or a Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, caller, thanks as always for joining. You've caught me on the hop there. I'm just having a sip of my gin and now I've got ice in my mouth and it's really, yeah. Um, pleasure to join. Thank you. Uh, Seb, thanks for joining, mate. No problem. Can I mention the football prizes prize this week? I was going to say, is there football prizes? Is it an Ericsson shirt? 
It's an Ericsson shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I've got to say, I need to have a chat with Full Prizes. Are they selling too many tickets for that or? I'm just looking now. They've sold 37 tickets. There is, so that would mean 62 tickets left for the draw tomorrow. Yeah, maybe. Oh, you've got a good chance of winning it. Yeah, so get, get over there. Buy a ticket now. Four ninety five a ticket. Use the code 10 G's and uh, get yourself an Ericsson shirt just in time for his return. There you go. See, if I edit this smoothly, it could almost segue from that last comment. No, it's not going to happen, is it? Just don't edit it. Follow the Brendan methodology. Uh, Paul, answer thanks to you. Cheers for joining, mate. It's always a pleasure, guys. Thanks very much. Really enjoyed it. Thanks a lot. I've got, and I've got to say, Paul, I love your Instagram photos. It's very kind of you. I do enjoy, I genuine, genuinely, I do enjoy them. They're good. Yeah. So follow. Or is it P dot, P dot Muir, P Muir? Follow P Muir at Instagram and uh, come and uh, have a look at some photos of me out in London, kind of like taking the photos, trying to take my mind off the pain in my lungs. They're and very arty and wanky. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Very, that's why I like them. <laughs> no, jokes. They're nice. Very nice. Thank you. Right. Like I said, don't forget to subscribe to all your uh, podcast providers and hook up on our social medias. Please sign up to our YouTube. We're trying to get plenty of followers on there. It's growing week by week and Caller will uh, jump in the... What's your nearest river? <laughs> um, I'm not... Let's be clear. I can't swim very well. So <laughs> Caller will be jumping. <laughs> when we get 2,000 subscribers, Caller will do a video um, of him jumping in the river. Yeah, what, And it might be... Video you ever see him do? It's probably so. the Avon, actually. Yeah, and there's no chance of going to that big fucker. I've lost a few golf balls in there. If you subscribe by sort of the end of Feb, it'll still be freezing cold, won't it? So that'll be fun. Yeah, not happening. All right. If we, if, if, how many how many subscribers you got at the moment on YouTube? Uh, one one thousand two hundred. About that. All right. If you if you get if we get to two thousand, I'll I'll take caller out. And then we'll jump in. We'll jump in a lake somewhere, me and him. And I'll, I'll I'll do the kind of like the Baywatch bit. If he gets a bit cold, I'll, I'll pull him in. When we <laughs> when we say we're jumping in tandem, what that really means is Paul's going to fucking push me in. So sign up quick. <laughs> you want to do that? Two thousand YouTube subscribers. That's another seven hundred. Okay. And then we'll go, I'll go up north. I'll take I'll take my big my big coat, and uh, we'll find a lake, <laughs> and then we'll, we'll jump in it. Me, me and Corla. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. go. That was not reason enough. (laughs) Right. Until next time, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.